And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It is Zach and Alex back with you to talk about NASCAR at Talladega and some other um, some other schedule kind of changes coming to the NASCAR schedule next year. We're going to talk about that later. Um, the Truck Series is serious, apparently, because we are shedding blood over the Truck Series broadcasted live on FS1. We're shedding blood over this, Alex. Um, so we'll talk yeah. about that. Yep, I'm very interested what we're going to talk about there. Yeah, we talked about that topic before, but I don't know if we like how that went down. So I, mean, I said y'all got to start kicking some a, and well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then Andretti. We'll, we'll get to it. Speaking of some a, Andretti is one step closer to F1. We'll talk about that later, but. Um, and then huge, huge fantasy implications at Talladega. And we'll talk about that in a while. But Alex, Talladega. First time you're ever excited for fantasy. I'm excited. I am excited. We'll find out at the end of the episode. I don't even know yet. I haven't looked yet. We'll find out at the end of the episode if we have a new review to read. We better. We better have a new review to read. But we're going to talk about NASCAR at Talladega. Um,. You know, it's one of the most unique races of the year, obviously, a super speedway race in the playoffs. And I, I heard Kyle Petty kind of mention this, like it, it's the one race of the year where it's like there's so many different agendas because you got the playoff guys. You got, you know, people like William Byron, who's, you know, already locked in. You have um, people like maybe kind of like Bubba Wallace or like this is my chance to really, you know, try to get to the next round. Then you also still have all the non-playoff teams that still want to win races. Some of the teams that their only chance to win a race is Talladega. It's all of these different agendas in this race. It's really cool. And from what we saw yesterday, I mean, Alex, would you say that Super Speedway Racing has kind of peaked right now? Like for the, with this next-gen car? For me, this is the best Super Speedway Racing has been since the gen five like it's been at least over a decade since i've enjoyed super speedway racing throughout an entire season like this yeah like every race every super speedway race has been a banger this year yeah all of them yeah and i think the only one i feel a little down about was the daytona 500 exactly. but that was only because of overtime and i loved that race up until the overtime shooting against this is just quintessential nascar on super speedways i think like i love this and even for the fans who don't like the train racing there was no train racing in this race it was high intensity from right away in this race you had three wide two wide for pretty much the entire event i loved it we weren't we didn't have a crash fest i think this is exactly a super speed of racing should be. It was kind of perfect because there were wrecks, but it, it was at the perfect amount, especially since we didn't have overtime. It was like the perfect amount, I guess. Like it didn't feel like it was too much. And what wrecks we did have were kind of expected, right? I mean, you know, few little mistakes. The wreck at and the end was a little ridiculous, but you know. Let's see, Zach. We've said that about every super speed race this year. It's yeah. like, oh, there were some wrecks, but it didn't feel stupid. Yeah, like, we were so used to it being stupid. She's yeah. like, well, at least it wasn't stupid. But, like, all of them, none of them were stupid. It was yeah. all Again, solid besides races, the 500. And I missed that. The 500 got stupid. Until the, yeah. But only at the end, but too. That, well, yeah, that like, counts, It wasn't though. like the whole race was like that. Because, uh, honestly, the yeah. most of the time Super Speedways get stupid is because of overtime. 
like that's just how it works but anyways like uh, throughout um, the gen 6 era yeah. we had a lot of races where the entire thing was just a messy wreck fest and we did not yeah. have that at all or train so racing feel very refreshed it was either train racing and, or wreck fest like there was no in between right yeah right and what I, I kind of find curious about it is that, like, ever since Daytona, for some reason, the third line at the top, and I mean, like, Daytona, um, the, the last, the playoff cutoff race, like, it's been, like, the third lane's been able to work, and I don't know what the science is behind it, because, I mean, what teams had trouble getting the third lane to work forever, but from what, like, from what I understand it as... The third lane is only working because of like, you know, everyone will say everyone's saving fuel like at the front. And that's the only reason the third lane can get working. And I don't know if it's because like the more super speedway races we do, the tighter everyone's trying to get on fuel to get an advantage. I think that's what's happening. And it lets that third lane kind of, you know, go full throttle and make up positions. So it's just really cool strategy. It's a really cool chess match. And it lets us, you know, see it lets us. See what Ryan Blaney did yesterday where, you know, he's kind of managing his race at the front, but he's still there's still space for him to make moves at the end. That incredible crossover on the backstretch that he did with Kevin Harvick. And, you know, Ryan Blaney gets his third Talladega win. It's a huge deal for that 12 team because Alex, we both had him out in the round of 16. We didn't even expect him to make it this far. And now he's going to the round of eight. Which is a huge deal for that race team. It's a huge deal, not only for Blaney, but for Team Penske, who's had an off year. They won the title last year, but they've just kind of been off. And Blaney's the last guy they got in there, because Logano's out already. Very surprised that they're going to make it. I mean, they didn't make them out of their first round, as you said, Zach. And here they are. I knew they would be contender at Talladega. I didn't think they'd get the win. You did. It was your fantasy well, pick. you we'll know, talk about that at he's the end been of the kind episode. of flying under the radar. You know, he's had like yeah. a meh playoffs, made a mistake, what, last week at Texas. But, like, he has been flying under the radar, especially, I think, at Super Speedways. But he is finding his way to win. I mean, well, this is his third Talladega win. All of them mm-hmm. almost photo finishes. Yeah, yesterday, almost. Um, <laughs> It was, but it wasn't. Um, it, It's just very impressive to me that he's able to... To just pull out these... He's very Brad Keselowski-esque, right? Just snapping off these wins at Talladega like like they're nothing. Yeah. When it's so hard to do. Like, people like Martin Truex have never even won at Talladega, right? So, it's really impressive. And I can't say that it... You know, you can say that Ryan Blaney stole a spot in the round of eight. But, I mean, he, he earned that yesterday. Because, again, yesterday didn't well, did. feel like... I mean, we know Ryan Blaney is a good super speedway racer, and he proved that again yesterday by winning that race. So I don't feel, I don't feel weird about it at all. He definitely deserves to be in the round of eight at this point. And you know, making it to the round of eight for that twelve team, it might actually be a threat. And I know you're probably like, oh my gosh, every podcast I'm listening to is like Ryan Blaney might be a championship threat, but it's true. You never know because that that round of eight actually sets up pretty good for Blaney, especially when Penske can put all of their resources, and maybe Ford as a whole, quite honestly, can put all of their resources into the 12. And I guess I th- Ford also has RFK. That's not exactly true. But, listen, there's Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville. Dude. 
Logano won Vegas well, last year. Let's talk about Laney Vegas. Is really good there. Yeah. Like Vegas, how many wins does Team Penske have at Vegas in the past like decade? They win there so much. I don't know Quite what it few. is about that track. But they could do they could pull Logano, win Vegas somehow. They won Charlotte mm-hmm. earlier this year. They do have some but, intermediate speed. Win Las Vegas, prep for Phoenix the next two weeks. But even if he doesn't win Vegas, Laney's historically pretty good at Homestead. I don't I think that's probably their weakest track of the round of eight, is Homestead. Yeah. Then Martinsville. How many times has Ryan Blaney probably should have won Martinsville? Yeah. And all just they, I mean, it's a, a track lot. position race too. If they, if you can get that 12 car yeah. out front and if he can just not make mistakes, don't speed on pit road, have good pit stops. And yeah, I mean, he could have a qualify good, qualify good. Right. Um, Blaney, Blaney, hopefully I think the thing for Blaney and like Kyle Petty compared Blaney to Casey Kane. I think we have before on here too. Like, well, we agreed. Yeah, we agreed with Kyle Petty. Yeah, that like you know he's he can win races. He's really talented. He's one of the best, but he's not the best every week. He if right. if this Talladega win can wake Blaney up and get him motivated, and if he can have a carry some momentum through the Roval and into the round of eight, this is going to be a huge a huge boost for Penske, a huge boost for Blaney. Yeah. And to kind of tied us up with a bow here, you know. If he gets to Phoenix, he probably could have won Phoenix last year for the championship race, but I think he held back to let Agana win that. He's really, really good at Phoenix. So they've kind of, these guys kind of let Blaney make it through. I mean, he might be a threat. I think with Blaney, though, he needs to not self-destruct. That's kind of what happens whenever he gets to the round of eight, is that they look good. It's going to be the year they finally make it to championship four. Then it's just silly mistakes, or they just run badly. But they can just have a solid run. They might be able to be the guy who well, makes it on points too. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I would hope that they don't put too many, too much pressure on themselves in this situation, since I mean, they kind of are already just sneaking through to the round of eight. And I know I said like I don't want yeah. people to say that, but they are. They are not. They are not one of the eight fastest teams. So don't mm-hmm. put pressure on yourself. Execute. You know, don't make mistakes. See what you can do. Do your best. That's all we need from you, Blaney. Right. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow Blaney because I really think him making that round of eight, that would be huge. It has a lot of potential. It's just, again, they need to actually make it through it. Yeah. And now to move on to the guy that Blaney beat. Kevin Harvick was just short of his final career win. Yeah, a few he screws. Up getting... Just a few screws loose in that operation. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the first thing I want to mention here is that it actually was like a mirrored version of the opposite result of the 2007 Daytona 500. It is. This time it? Kevin lost. Pinsoil. Similar to that. Pinsoil. Pinsoil yeah. was on the yeah. other car. That's crazy. That the point. That's crazy. Crazy. Wait a minute. I didn't think about <laughs> that. That's crazy. Now, Harvick. Well, Harvick's had a close finish at Talladega too with McMurray in 2010 remember Mm -hmm. that yeah that's crazy wow but very disappointing for kevin harvick i thought he was gonna win it actually but then that last lap laney was just outsmarted him quite honestly and then he just harvick had no help the 36 of herps just wasn't on his bumper while byron was on blaney then i don't know it's a bummer for harvick that might be his last shot at a win we said that about darlington too 
but you know Talladega, anyone could win there. So we knew Talladega you know, was a possibility. It would be kind of cool but. if he somehow wins the championship race at Phoenix. And I know, obviously, you know the championship four are always running up front there. But like, I don't know. Jimmy Johnson finished fifth in his final race in the forty-eight car. So I mean, if yeah. something crazy starts going on at the front, maybe Harvick wins that. That would be kind of cool. That'd be, That'd be kind of poetic. That'd be very honestly, poetic for him to win that race. Like yeah. screw the championship. That would almost be a bigger deal than whoever wins the championship. Almost. Like that that's would, why I don't think it'll happen. It would almost like, overshadow it, though, wouldn't it? Because, and that's kind of that's even yeah. more poetic from what happened in 2020. Oh, I hope that happens now. I got to root for that to happen. But I don't think it will, just because of everything you just said. I don't think the NASCAR would want the championship to be overshadowed. So, what do you think they're we'll going to see? What are they going to do? Well, why do you think all four championship cars are always, like, the best um, of the best? Because they're the best four teams all year. Duh. <laughs> Not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just I, saying. I think there's kind of BS to I that, think... but we'll talk about that more when Phoenix comes around. We'll talk about yeah. that. But yeah, back to but Harvick. For real, like, all, all jokes aside, I think that would be cool if Harvick did win that. But uh, with the windshield deal... Rodney Childers put on Twitter in a now deleted post. I don't Bro know why needs to stop tweeting. It. Or posting, as it's now called. It's not called tweeting well, anymore. Okay. So, Childers said that this happened, the windshield deal, because the screws got loosed and they, like, wiggled off, basically, while in the draft. Okay. And they were still there with, like, 30 laps to go and all tight. But then at the end of the race, they weren't tightened. And it's an automatic disqualification when that happens. I get it. I think that that's probably just a huge safety issue. Well, yeah. Why they do that? But yeah, I don't. I don't know. That that's just kind of bizarre. That would happen, and only to him. That that's never you know happened I mean? before either. Which is just. I mean, it's a freak thing. I mean, it happens. It happens Not in that racing. I know of. These are these are machines made out of thousands of parts. So it's bound to happen at some point right and for it to happen hey at least he didn't win imagine i think it would have been really bad if he won that race and then he gets it gets it taken away from him that would have been horrible like imagine imagine the scenes like the emotions he's winning and the crowd celebrating because oh, it's Kevin probably last win he would have been crying i know he would have it would have been emotional but the NASCAR would be in a position to be like, okay, we got to take this away. And now like that emotion is just gone. That's like if they, if Jeff Gordon was disqualified in 2015 Martinsville or yeah. Matt Kenseth got disqualified in 2017 Phoenix. Yeah. Like that it just would have been heartbreaking, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm glad it didn't happen. Like that would have been awful. I'd rather just not get a win than have the alternative happen. But Yeah. Sucks for Surgaz Racing and Kevin Harvick. Yeah, but again, I'm glad they. You have you can't you can't have a gray area with stuff like that because then teams will start doing that I to agree. gain some kind of advantage. I mean, we see the 24 team changing their whole paint scheme this week just to, you know, gain. They're gaining an advantage. We all know that they're trying to cheat. But um, when in like 20 years, when Chad Canales does like a sit down interview, just telling all of his secrets. I want to know what they did to the 24. I want to know what they were doing. Me too. I want to know. Yeah. Like, that's one of my questions. Like, you can say that about a lot of times at the 24, the 48, yeah. but 
We're talking about sports. Because apparently they're the very, Raptor scheme changed a little bit too in the last few weeks. I just wonder like why they're trying it at Talladega. I guess because they have nothing to lose because they're already locked in. You know what I mean? So yeah. like if they get caught, Maybe. it's not a big deal. I don't know. Because it's not like they can just right. like unbirth them into the playoff. Like they can't just take away like their Texas win because of something they did at Talladega. So yeah, because yeah. there's been situations. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there was a time for like different colors in certain spots on the car they won't they like can't get detected when they go through the scanner it was mostly black look for issues it was mostly yeah. the color black and that's, that's what why they did. who was it i mean shr was very famous i mean they were literally changing the paint schemes every week and it was very obvious they weren't being very slick about it but um but anyways yeah. but like yeah it, it sucks it is what it is um Next time they'll make sure they screw the screws on as tight as they could. Uh, I mean, mm. it, it happens, but yeah, I mean, good, I mean, still good showing for Kevin Harvick. He, he was in the mix. He yeah. kind of he got a guy his ankles broken by Ryan Blaney though. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that move. Wow, it was so good. Like I was so impressed with Blaney. It's he's so good on super speedways. We always say Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski are the best right now. But you have to Ryan's say Ryan Blaney too. In the conversation, yeah. yeah, three wins at Talladega since fall 2019 is insane. And how many times has Blaney almost won the Daytona 500 too? Right. Here's the thing. Here's the so, thing, though. I one lot. of the podcasts I listened to today said this. Like, if it's Ryan Blaney going against Joey Logano or somebody, and I don't mean that in the like you know their teammates, but like Logano is throwing that second block to the inside. You know what I mean? Harvick wasn't going to throw the second block upside down in turn three. There, it's literally the 2021 Daytona 500 all over again. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like they just wreck. So that's just, you know, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that was a again another clean finish. We didn't get that um, in the spring with Blaney and Bubba. They kind of wrecked each other, and then we didn't really get it at Daytona. But you know, Atlanta. Well, Atlanta got rain shortened, but the spring Atlanta, this fall Daytona. Now this fall, Talladega, nice clean finishes, and can we talked earlier about how you know great this race was? Um, is that all we have to talk about, Blaney yeah. and Harvick? Yeah, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah. And now let's kind of shift over to the playoff drivers. Only three playoff drivers finished in the top thirteen at Talladega, and those were the one, two, three finishers after Harvick's disqualification with Blaney, Byron, and Hamlin. Which, by the way, Denny Hamlin came back from a speeding penalty. Still finished and third. Lap down. He's able to drive through the pack like that. Yeah, he was yeah. a lap down before. I think it was before that Kislowski incident, that Kislowski wreck, and then he got the free pass. Yeah, and he was he was fighting for the free pass, and then Hosevar got it instead, and then he was battling Cendric for a long time to get it, and then Hamlin yeah. got it, and Cendric got it at the next caution. Wasn't was he a, like, that was a fun storyline to follow? Wasn't he literally like leading the pack, but he was like a lap behind at one point? For like a lap, he was like in the top five. Yeah, pack. and like Bubble was like yeah. behind him quite a while. Yeah, yeah. that was that was, was pretty cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, playoff yeah. drivers Talk, yeah. did not really capitalize on points here at Talladega. First off, the guy who has not been capitalizing at all, Martin Truex Jr., six straight finishes worse than fifteenth. This is the first time he has not finished in the top fifteen. Six races in a row since 2011. Wow. Just, this is the worst streak that he's been on in over a decade. 
That's and it's insane. The first six races of the playoffs. That's insane. I mean, well, I, again, though, it's almost like because look at these last six races: two super speedways. That's not Martin's strong suit. Kansas has that freak, you know, that freak failure. Um, that then you look at Darlington, though. Again, you kind of put the blame on then the nineteen team for Darlington. Same for Texas. So. If it, I don't know. It's weird because, yes, freaky stuff has happened, but they've had opportunities to have nice, clean races, and they haven't done anything with those opportunities. So, again, if you have him in your final four right now, I don't want to say you're crazy because, like, I mean, they're probably they can probably make it to the round of eight. They they probably have time to mm-hmm. turn it around, but I'm not very confident in them at this point, especially this late in the year. I think it's hard to get something turned around. When everyone around you is kind of hot, like Byron and Hamlin and, you know, Blaney just won a race, right? Like, I mean, it's hard to yeah. hard to imagine this 19 team turning it around that quickly. Right. And then Truex is plus 17 points over the cut line. That's not too comfortable of a position for Truex to be in. Like, guys behind him, you have Brad Keselowski. He's, o- he's only plus two. He was in that crash that you mentioned, Zach. And RFK... You and I were hyping them up as being like the favorites. They weren't really. I'm not sure if they just like didn't well, find each other. He and Chris Busher, but like, I mean, they're still both above the cut line. Well, I mean, well, Brad won stage two, right? I think it was more just. I mean, I think if Brad doesn't wreck out there, who knows if him and Busher make it back up? True. You know, I I mean, they always seem to find their, like I think that's how they won Daytona. They, they kind of didn't they come from like a little bit mid pack kind of late in that race or were they dominating the last stage? Yeah. i don't remember but well they kind of just wait around and they go like atlanta the second one the one that got rain shortened like they were just kind of chilling in the back for quite a while yeah. as well and then they just worked their way up there so i mean maybe that's what they were doing and that's why they weren't really around and then brad got wrecked out but i think brad is plus two i know it's not ideal but when you look at the points I feel like he still has a pretty good shot. Things could be a lot worse. You can also say the same for Ross Chastain, who's who DNF'd, finished last, but then gets a one extra point because of Harvick crashing. Now he's only minus ten. The fact that like, he could be a lot worse right now. But he could also be a lot better. The fact that Ross True. finished last, I don't even know if he got a single stage point. Like man, this if was, he would have just crashed at the end of stage one. If so he would have no. just finished you know, if he would have been able to finish the race today, he's looking at being like pretty like a Christopher Bell sized like points gap, maybe depending right. on where he finished. Like maybe more like Chris Busher or Truex, but and you know this one team again, they just have not been setting the world on fire, and it's hard for me to expect them to go to the Roval and set the world on fire. You know, like I mean, they could. Mm-hmm. They I think they finished good there last year. I'm not really sure, but. I, I'm not no. very confident in them when they're when you're racing guys like Larson, Kislowski, Reddick, mm-hmm. who I know Reddick and Larson, they're going to be fast at the Roval. Kislowski, I don't yeah, know, so but it's he, they're really consistent. So it's not looking good for like Chastain, for example. So Chastain does not have a good. I think his best finish at the Roval is like 22nd. Well, he's he really screwed. History there. So he, yeah, he really needs a good run there, but he. Has done well in road courses before, but not at the Roval specifically. So that'll be something to watch. And Kyle Busch was also in that stage one crash with him. He's minus 26, Kyle Busch is. 
I think he might need to win unless he like sweeps the stages and then he's only minus six on just raw points. He'll probably have to win. But yeah, yeah, I think he has to win. Yeah. Now, can Not he? Looking of good course. For Kyle Bush. He's won. It's just it's kind of like the Truex deal though, where it's like I don't expect this eighteen to just get right. that turned around so crevasse. So right. I'm kind of already writing him off. But he could he could prove right. us wrong. That'd be insane. I agree. And another driver to talk about who I think might be done with these playoffs now, just because we're heading to a road course is Bubba Wallace. Yeah. Just kind of like RFK. I think RFK was different. I think we kind of agree that they were just kind of waiting for the end. But Bubba Wallace just I know he led some laps. But just didn't look as strong as people expected. He's minus nine going into the Roval, but he finished twenty third at Talladega. Like he's someone you would expect. Like he he and Blaney are always like right there at the front, right? And Bubba just wasn't there. It was just like he was like the missing yeah. missing in action basically at the end. But I mean, he did have his moments up at the front. But to be he fair, did. there were a lot of leaders today, right? Most, did we even mention like yeah. most lead changes since the tandem era? Yeah, so, um, you know, he was he had his moments, but from what I heard, he just like they had a poor final pit stop, lost track position, couldn't get it back. And mm-hmm. Bubba said he made a mistake like during the final run, so I guess he didn't take a move that he should have taken or something. But you know, Bubba, you know, Bubba didn't really he wasn't really in the mix to win it at Daytona either. So it's just like right. he's been a little like he's been having a great string of races, but at the tracks where we expect him to do really well at, I maybe it's maybe it's the p- pressure of the playoffs because that's what you know Daytona and Talladega mm. kind of have in common. Like he was either on the cut line or he's under the cut line here at Talladega. Maybe that's kind of like eating into him. Which I mean, you know, of course right. he he's very open with his you know struggles with his mentality in the sport and. I'm definitely not saying it's easy and it's not something easy to overcome, but I'm that's what I'm thinking. Cause yeah, I mean, he just wasn't really, we expect better from him. And unfortunately that this was his one chance. Yeah. And we talked about at Daytona that maybe he was just off because of the whole playoff situation. Right. Yeah. And that maybe he kind of rebounded for Talladega because of his performance at Texas, but Maybe that's still a struggle yeah. And then Texas. There. I mean, we he almost won Texas. We don't know for sure. You all, he mm-hmm. he might still be carrying that with him. I don't know, but I don't want to speculate on yeah. that. But again, it is Talladega. Maybe they just couldn't get linked up like with his teammate Tyler Reddick, which I don't even think I saw Reddick yesterday. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. Reddick. Yeah, like Reddick. By the way, minus two on the cut line. He's hasn't had a quiet round, but like. He might be one of the favorites for the Roval. He's been probably the best in road courses as of late. So, I mean, this cut line's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Because you could have Bell have an issue, be out. You have Buster have an issue, be out. I really think if Truex runs like 25th, as he's been kind of doing, he might be out. Then Larson has weird history at the Roval. He's only plus 15. Well, I mean, just look at that five team so this year. They just they get yeah. caught up in like stupid stuff. Like, I think they, they almost, I think they got involved in the crash like at the end yesterday but they still got a like a okay finish but yeah lately that five yeah. team they just gotta they just gotta cross the checkered flag if they cross the finish line they're in but yeah that's a been a, a huge challenge for the five team this year so i don't know 
Yeah, I'm honestly excited for the Roval. I'm bummed that we're going to have the stage cautions back. Yeah. But whatever. I would have liked to see that play out on the Roval without them, even if this is the last time we're doing it, especially, possibly. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm interested to we'll see, see, like, what... Like, how many points until teams feel, like, confident enough that they can forfeit stage points for track position? Because that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, I don't know where that cutoff is. Like, I know Denny Hamlin, you know, they don't need stage points. Does Christopher Bell need stage points? I don't know. Because it's at one point, you're just like, well, you might as well get them. You know? Make your advantage even bigger for if something goes but wrong. The thing is, with Bell, he's 22 up. But let's say he gets no stage points and Reddick gets 20. Then he's only over two over Reddick. I know that Reddick would leapfrog a couple other guys. But yeah. then if Bell has an issue, he ain't going to be in a good spot. That's true. So I think you have to get stage points. Unless you're literally Denny Hamlin. Or Kyle Busch is yeah. probably going for the win, I would say. I think from 11th, you know, Ross Chastain all the way up to fourth christopher bell i think they're all trying to get stage points and that's what that's how many guys that's like eight guys like that's a lot that's, that's not a lot of stage points to go around there's only 10 per stage or 10 you know 10 positions so yeah. it's gonna be tight we're gonna see how it works but then we'll see all the non-playoff guys like you know chase elliott like uh well i don't know how the owner's playoff looks looks maybe they'll be playing it differently I believe Elliot has quite a lot of points. I think he's a little higher than Bell on points right now. Oh, Don't quote me cool. on that, but yep. I believe no, not Elliot. The nine, pretty good. The nine. You said the nine car. The pronouns that he him. The the nine the number nine Napa Chevrolet goes by he him pronouns. Okay. It's not Chase My Elliott. Apologies to him. Chase Elliott isn't in the playoffs. We all know this. Oh my god. <laughs> They're in. Th- Not they. They? He, the nine. He? <laughs> the nine car, he is in the owner's playoffs, which pays the money. So if you want to go that way, it's actually oh, the one that matters. So it's about right? men and getting having money. I see. Okay. I got it. It's fine. God. <laughs> but yeah. Um, do you want to make a prediction before we go to our break? Of uh, who gets cutoff. eliminated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know. It's really hard to guess because, like, if I just, assuming, like, minimal, like, funny business happens, I think somehow Reddick will get above the cut line. I agree. I just don't know who that's going to be to the cost of because I think it'll probably be Kozlowski, I guess. I think it's just Reddick and Kozlowski will swap. If nothing crazy happens, I agree. But I think what's gonna you're gonna have at least one guy just have like a bad race, just something crazy happens nonstop. I'm nervous and about Larson. I don't Larson know who that Truex. would be. Larson and Truex. I mean Me Truex especially. Cause like seventeen Truex points. Truex needs stage points. He's gonna finish seventeenth. I mean that's seventeen points right there out the door. I mean it's just Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. So, like yeah. his advantage is gone from getting the regular season championship again, but like he's a little better than the first round. Yeah. But if I had to make a prediction, like Kyle Busch is out, I think Chastain's out, Bubba Wallace is out. I think Reddick gets in. As you said, if there's like no crazy stuff happening, Keselowski's probably out. Yeah. But like Truex, 
I think I gotta say Truex is just gonna have like an awful race and is just like gonna be fighting Keslowski for the final spot. Yeah. I, I could see that happen. But then also, yeah. you know, Kyle, the eight car could somehow find themselves at the front. I, You never know. True. You never know. But, but yeah. And it's also like Bell. Bell could just have hit issues. Yep, again. Like they've had a couple times yep. and just that would knock them out. Like there's just so much. I mean, we saw happen. at Bristol. We saw at Bristol with Joey Logano, right? You can be kind of comfortable, but then one thing True. can happen and it's over. So, you know, again, unless you're Denny Hamlin or you know one of the two guys that have won, you're not comfortable. You're not comfortable going to yep. this race, and well, that's why we like the playoffs, don't we? Yep. And I do say it's we because we actually do like the playoffs. Um, yeah, pretty compelling so far. Halfway through, halfway through, crazy. Yeah, so we're going to take a break. We'll talk about the tea, the stuff in the truck series, some schedule changes coming to next year in NASCAR. So we will be right back. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. Off of our break. Um, Alex was giving me, he was letting me get like a, a sip of the tea before we serve it. I'm a little... Uh, What's the word? You ain't ready. You weren't ready for that tea. I don't think I'm ready for this tea. I didn't realize served it? how hot this tea is. A little is. early. I'm very concerned. I am concerned with the the mm. the decisions that some people are making. So work now, mind you. Yes. Part that you were concerned about was speculation on my part. But continue. And I think I'm concerned about the fact that you are speculating that in the first place. Perhaps we are going to talk about it because we have basically confirmed reports of a track coming to the schedule. We have some rumors that Bob Pockris was talking about. And then we have Alexander speculation. So, yes, let's. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the the 2020 the 2024 NASCAR schedule. The release is expected to be on Wednesday, per Bob Pockris. Um, last week, I think it was last week, the Brickyard 400 officially kind of got announced that it's returning. We already kind of knew it was coming back, but it'll be the 30th anniversary. It'll be really cool. My problem is Twitter, because I think we are getting on this crazy oval craze again. And I I wanted the Brickyard back. Don't get me wrong. I wanted the Brickyard back. But I think people are expecting to see, like, this amazing racing at the Brickyard 400. Oh like, we've God. never seen before. Because it's the next-gen car. It's the brand-new car. Bro, do you want to know what this car is going to race like? Watch Pocono. That's what this car is going to race yeah. like. It's going to race exactly like, I think like it's that. Gonna- I think it's going to be okay at best. Like, I don't, it's not, like, it's going to be, it's going to be a spectacle because it's Indianapolis. Yeah. And that's what I've missed about the Brickyard 400. But it, it's not going to be, like, the best race of the year. Like, remember when you boldly predicted last year that the Coke 600 would be the best race of the year? You're not going to make that prediction in January. Because no. it's in, it, it, it's in the Cup Series on, with this car on the oval like i just don't see that happening at all so i'm excited for that though and the other thing that was announced last week i believe was that 
North Wilkesboro will be the all-star race again next year. And oh. they're going to repave North Wilkesboro. I didn't realize they announced that too. Well, that's cool. That's a, I mean, that's a good choice. Um, but yeah, yeah. um, it's just my thing. Like again, like I, it's not going to be that good of a race. Don't hype it up too much. It'll be cool. Um, but still, it's not going to be like 2018 you, with Kislowski and Hamlin. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but someone posted a video of one of the last Brickyard 400s. I forget what year, but it was Kislowski and Denny Hamlin 2018. fighting for the win there. Yep. Yeah, and Denny was leading late. Kislowski was catching and ended up winning. But Denny Hamlin was close so many times, I feel like, to winning that. And yeah, I tweeted, like, I can't wait to watch Denny Hamlin try and get another, that last clown jewel. Yeah. He's won all the others that we have. Yeah, He has not won the Brickyard 400. And it would also be cool to see Kyle Larson do the Brickyard 400 and the Indy 500 yeah, in the same, same year. year. We're yeah. going to get that. Wait. And I Kyle wonder, Larson could very well win it. I wonder yeah. if they'll, like... They probably won't, but if they run that paint scheme again, the McLaren, like the orange paint scheme, like they run it at Indy, that'd be kind of cool. If they did that, that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know if they will. That might be a six hundred only thing, but that yeah, would be. It very probably cool. is. But so, so yeah, we there's a lot of schedule news expected, as you said, Zach, to be released on Wednesday per Bob. Um, there was some other news. We're going to talk about that in a second from the Athletic, but. There's another thing Bob Pockers tweeted that one mentioned first. And this is what Zach made kind of like freak out during our break. I here, literally is that yeah. go ahead. Bob said mm. that there could be two new playoff sites because Texas likely moves to spring. We talked about that when the Indy right. schedule dropped. And there's gonna be two weeks off for the Olympics and no doubleheaders or midweek races. There was a rumor of like Richmond being a doubleheader, like one on a Thursday, one on a Saturday or Sunday. That's apparently not happening. Listen, if that was during the summer, I'd go. I'm just saying. So then the scheduling is going to be a little weird. Bob says that he believes that Darlington is going to be the regular season finale because of all the scheduling, the Olympic break. It's just going to line up that way to keep Darlington on Labor Day weekend. That's going to be how that's going to be how it rolls. Darlington is going to be the regular season finale next year. Which is so. This is what stop, that stop there. Stop there. Stop there. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. At th that point alone, it makes me go like, no way, because they would never take Daytona out of that slot. That like it's just such a perfect slot. And I know you know the Olympics. They, they're not really doing it. it. There's not a lot of flexibility here. I get it. But that's just insane to me. That's just completely insane to me. And then Alex said this. Alex, what did you say? So I speculated, Bob Pockers did not say this, I speculated that if Darlington is staying where it's at, that probably means that the two races moving for the two-week break are Watkins Glen and Daytona. And they're probably going to go into the playoffs. And if Texas, which I guess, Oda, Circuit of the Americas, they put a tweet out saying... We have some news soon, basically is what they said. And I Texas and Coda, my assumption is they're going to switch spots on the schedule. So Coda will be in the playoffs. We'll have Watkins Glen in the playoffs, I think, and Daytona in Wait, the playoffs. Wait, the math isn't mathing. 
I don't know. Something else might get moved out, pushed mm-hmm. around. I don't know. No, wait. So tracks that are leaving the playoffs. Darlington's leaving the playoffs. Texas is leaving the playoffs. Alex, you just put three tracks in the place of two tracks. How does that work? Maybe Watkins Glen doesn't, and they keep the Roval. Yeah, because maybe. then that has two road courses and two super speedways. I, I feel like something like that's going to happen. I was speculating. I wasn't going to say it, but then it's actually you got to say it. Well, you just said Daytona. Daytona in the playoffs is insane to me. But it's not that it's insane. Happen. It's not that insane though, because guess what? They're going to want that in the round of sixteen. Oh. Now, if you make the playoffs because of a super speedway, you can win another super speedway to get into the round of 12. And then, and win, then another you can win another one. another round of eight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Michael McDowell's in the round but, of eight. Let's go. Like, I'm just speculating. I don't know. But uh, we'll find out Wednesday, it sounds like. But then, something that we do know that'll be officially announced tomorrow as of recording on Tuesday, October 3rd. This will be recorded. Announced on October 3rd. Um, for the Athletic, Iowa Speedway will be joining the Cup Series 2024 calendar. I cannot believe I'm saying that. I never thought that would happen. <laughs> this schedule like, is crazy. sounds crazy. This schedule is going back to like 2020. We're going back to Concrete Bristol, the Brickyard 400, and we got some NASCAR races at Iowa. It's 2019 right now. It is great. Life's great. So... Bob Pachris, again, said that this is the Fontana replacement because Fontana will not be on the schedule next year. Don't know what's going on there. I haven't heard any updates on that at all. Chilling. So, Iowa is going to be... This was on the Iowa Speedway website and then it got removed. It's going to be, I believe, June 15th and 16th, which is what Sonoma currently is, which I find interesting. So, yeah. And the other thing that's really interesting about this to me, Iowa Speedway, getting the cupcake, cupcake. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to try going, I think. This is a off week for IndyCar. The weekend that was on the, NAS- the Iowa Speedway website, and it's going to be announced tomorrow. Hmm. Uh, do you know someone who's really good at Iowa Speedway, Zach? Do you know someone? Alex Pillow? No. Alex Pillow has zero wins at Iowa Speedway. No. He also has zero DNFs. Actually, I don't think that's true. Actually, it might be true. It probably is. He's only raced there like four times, five times, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know a guy who, like, you know, my username is based off of by chance? Does it involve the dishes being done? Because he's washed? What? He's washed. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Um, no. Joseph Newgarden is not Wait, washed. Didn't and he? Didn't he, he win the Indy 500 uh-huh. or something? He did. Oh, yeah, that him. guy. Yeah. That guy. Okay, okay. I know who you're talking yeah, about now. Yeah. But Joseph Newgarden is available on the weekend. This is supposedly happening. How do you know? I How do you know that he doesn't have like his best friend's wedding that weekend? You're just making a lot of assumptions well, right now. That wedding is canceled. I don't care. Put him in a cup car or an Xfinity car. If the wedding is on Sunday, put him in an Xfinity car on Saturday. Yeah. I don't care. He needs to run a NASCAR race at Iowa. That's his track. He's the corn king. You have to. He has yes. to. 
this is the perfect opportunity. Like, what are he won the Indy 500, Mr. Pinsky? Give him this shot. Let him run. Please. Let him run the 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 I had a stroke dot com 400 in Iowa. Like, please. <laughs> I don't know what they're oh gonna call God. that race. Oh my God! I love corn. The I love corn 300. Yeah. God. I think it's literally been called the corn Iowa corn 350 before or something. Well, that was an Indy car but, before Hy-Vee, you know. True. Yeah. True. True. But yeah, so apparently the Montreal deal we talked about that a few months ago that did not get done. Crying. Uh, that'll probably. I will probably assume that that's still like on the table for 2025. They just really want to get the schedule out because it's October. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like they didn't want to wait any longer. But I, I don't know if Iowa's going to be like a one-time thing. I feel like, well, the fans have always asked for it, so let's do it. That's probably what they're thinking. They saw IndyCar have success there the past few years. Makes sense. I mean, NASCAR owns the track. Yeah. I mean, why not? I'm very curious to see how it goes. Yeah. Me too. I think it's going to be really good racing too. I mean, it's it's a yeah, it's, it's multi-lane, which is what the next gen needs too. Yeah. Like it's multi even though mm-hmm. it is a shorter track. It's not going to race. It's not even going to race like Richmond. It's going to race a lot better than Richmond just because you can run the top. I agree. So, I mean, IndyCar shows how I mean, IndyCar so aero dependent. They can show they show how well you can race at Iowa. So, I think NASCAR is going to have a mm-hmm. great show and uh Listen, that's the, that's the new race. I, I I might make a bold prediction about, you know, that could be a really good race. I wonder. Right. I wonder what time right. of year it's going to be in. It's going to be like early in the year. Um, you think? It, like June. I think the website said June fifteenth, sixteenth, ish. So that's kind of like where Gateway. Whatever is. it is, I checked earlier. Or that's yeah. like filling in the Father's Day week. I think that's Father's Day weekend. Oh. Yeah, it's where Sonoma's at right now. Oh, because we I guess that we won't have that week off since um, you know, the Olympic break's gonna be happening. Okay. Got it. So yeah. I'm very excited for that. That was all reported by the Athletic. Um I have started a campaign though to get Joseph Newgarden in one of those races. I've won it so bad. Like I wanna be there. So I'm I'm originally from Iowa and I've right. always wanted that when they first built the track back in 07 like i really am so excited about that and man iowa speedway like you've been there zach that tracks we've talked about it before like you probably don't nascar doesn't want to race there because it's middle of nowhere but i think the fan demand the weird circumstances for the schedule next year they're just like well we'll try it the fans want it yeah i could see that happening it's gonna be fun yeah um good good replacement it 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 gives me hope for these other kind of tracks, kind of like Kentucky, kind of like um, you know, the, you know, tracks that kind of fell off the NASCAR schedule, but you know, they're still racetracks. They they're still there. Iowa, for example, people still you know, IndyCar still racing there. Gives me hope that they can come back. So it's cool to see Iowa come back on the schedule. I mean, it's one of the Xfinity put on some bangers there, man. Yes, that's going to be an amazing Xfinity race. Because yep. Xfinity will be there too, it looks like. So yeah. that'd be fun. And so, Zach, should we talk about the truck race drama? Well, I guess so, because apparently it's it's this truck series stuff is kind of serious. Um, because you know playoffs and stuff. Talladega. It was their second race in the round of uh, the round of eight. 
which is like the you know the second to last round or round of six maybe no round of eight it is round of eight. I think, um, it's, I think it's round of six in trucks. No, they it used to be that. No, remember then they bumped it up to ten cars or ten I think trucks. It, it's ten and then eight I, and then four. I don't know. I just know that whoever I do know. won two weeks ago or something in trucks, they're in already for Phoenix. So yeah, um, I don't know. Because so but anyway, this is involving Nick Sanchez, Matt Crafton. Apparently, um, I think the final lap accident involved these two, and it, or that's where it started, and then obviously involved more than that because it's Talladega. Um, Nick Sanchez, surprising me, he's in the playoffs. I didn't even know this dude's in the playoffs. Matt Crafton is not in the playoffs. Grandpa. Um, so that's interesting to me. Um. And, you know, Nick Sanchez, you know, allegedly went over to, you know, talk to Matt Crafton about what happened. And then allegedly Matt Crafton sucker punched him. Whatever. What is a sucker punch? People keep saying sucker punch. What is a sucker punch? Basically, like, I think it means I'm probably wrong. I'm gay, but it's just you like punch someone and they're a sucker. You get, like no warning. Oh, yeah, probably no warning, basically. And it's just like they're a sucker. I I got you with no warning. You're a know. sucker. Yeah, okay. you're a loser. I yeah, I don't know. Um, so I'm assuming that's what that means. And I don't know. So Nick, I mean, if you watch the video, Nick Sanchez, he's getting dragged away from like you know the scuffle. He's his fate literally dripping with blood, like, which is just insane. Like that's crazy. And he's saying to Matt Crafton, "I'm gonna f and kill you at Homestead." Which that's heat of the moment. Stuff. Yeah, I really wouldn't take much into well, that. <laughs> and it's just like, and then there were apparently something said like from Nick Sanchez or f- from Nick Sanchez to Matt Crafton like before that happened too. It's like apparently he was threatening him beforehand because that's what Matt Crafton was kind of saying like in defense of himself. He posted something on Twitter, so it's just like this whole thing. And Alex, we talk about all the time about fights. They do happen about how, like, you know, people like Ryan Priest are like, well, someone needs to go kick his ass. And I'm and I'm here on, you know, the gay racing podcast. And I'm just like, well, do it then. What you waiting for? But then we see stuff like this. And I don't think people need to be shedding blood over this. That's just my opinion. Right. I hot take alert. We shouldn't be shedding blood over NASCAR. But it's also like when you're going to do a physical fight, you're probably going to get blood. So I guess it's just like, well, where the, where's the line? Where's at? Joey Logano's bloody face? Y'all been working on that for a long time and I haven't seen it yet. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. For me, this was just this was just way too much. Like I again. Also, Nick Sanchez is yeah. 22 and Crafton's like, what, 46 or something? That could be his dad. Like, like this is just really, it's too much. Like, Matt Crafton is just like, if, you have, if you're this mad about it, retire then. Like, I don't know right. what to tell you. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, I don't, I've seen the replay. I honestly think this is just a super speedway thing. I don't even think this is worth this kind of reaction. Or results, definitely not. But like, 
if you and Kraft made a point in his statement saying, well, these younger drivers, they have a history of making moves like that. And it's like, we've talked about that on here, right? Yeah. It's like, well, they these veterans need to go talk to these younger guys and tell them what's up. Like, hey, don't you can't be driving like that. And you're going to cause issues and everything. It's like that part's good, but I feel like you can't be just decking a young 22 year old like that who like i didn't even know who this guy was like a year and a half ago <laughs> i barely know who he is not right now yeah and it's just like i've known matt craft in my entire nascar fan life yeah and it, it's just kind of like you're not i don't think this is a good way to get your point across if you wanted to get physical i feel like it shouldn't be against a 22 year old i think is where i stand on it yeah like if he was doing like if this was like Kyle Bush, Kevin Harvick, I think I'd be like, okay, yeah, I yeah. get it. But it's all right, Grandpa. Grandpa's know, fighting. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel. I think it's because it's Nick, Nick Sanchez is well, just so new. I this. also I don't know. Don't really know a lot about the situation because I didn't really watch the truck race, so it's like I almost don't even feel like I should comment more on it because I don't really know what happened. Like. No. Honestly, to me, it looked like Crafton made a bad block, and that's what caused it. But, I mean, I don't drive a race car for a living. Crafton's won, won championships. Yeah. So, I mean, he probably knows more, but, like, I, mm. I'm i just the guy who watches him. I don't know. I, I, I feel like NASCAR's probably going to end up suspending or at least putting them both on probation, maybe, just to, like, be even about it. Yeah. They're going to do something. Like, I don't... This ain't a good look for NASCAR. They don't want... I mean, they like the fights, but I don't think they want to be also, on TMZ being like bloody yeah. faces and all that. I also wonder, like, Nick, Chance, Nick, Nick Sanchez saying, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, yes, I get it's heat of the moment. I know We all know he's not serious, but it's like, you have to right. draw the line. It's still not a good look. You have to draw the line, don't you? Because yeah. that's technically kind of a threat. No? I don't know. That's just yeah. me. I, um, my prediction is they'll both get probation. Yeah, because I feel like they don't need to get suspended. I don't know. I almost wouldn't be, like, sad if Crafton got suspended, but I don't know how they're going to handle that. Um. Anyways, Even again, for him, would that matter? I don't know. It's the truck series. Anyway. It's on FS1. No one cares. Corey Heim is literally locked into the Final Four. Who cares? Yeah, I don't, you know. By the way, if we can rag on Fox Sports one more time this year... All love in the world of Jamie Little, but she should not keep doing commentary. Like, it, it's not good. Love her to death. I think she's a fantastic pit reporter. Just like Vince Welch. Just not it in the booth. Stop Just, doing the oh pit reporter gosh. to booth timeline. Or timeline. Pipeline. Jesus. Yeah. God. It's not working. I, I don't know. It ain't good. Anyway, we can move on to our last tea topic here. Yeah, so Andretti gets approved by the FIA in their Formula One application, and, you know, there's still a lot more steps to go with this, but it's 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 one step closer, and to me, it's starting to look real. You know? And... I don't think it's gonna happen. I still don't think it's Why not? Because you hate fun? Because the teams don't want it. The teams hate fun, not me. Yeah, that's true. The teams hate fun. Formula One does not stand for fun. That's not what the no. F in Formula One stands for. <laughs> F1. Um... Yeah. I just think it's cool, though, because, I mean, I, I don't know. It'd be cool having a, another American team. Just yeah. my opinion. 
Just my opinion. Don't hate me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Toto Wolf is gonna approve of this, and some yeah. other team owners or team principals, whatever. I. Mm -hmm. I think this is a this is a big moment. It really is a big moment and story to follow, and we've been following it for a while. And I think the soonest it could join is 2025, hmm. if they like get through all the approvals right now. Yeah, and after probably. that be 2026. But I feel like you'd probably want to go for 26, probably just because that's when the new rules come in and everything. But yeah, cool for Andretti. I just don't. I don't think they're going to make it all the way through the process. Yeah, it's you're probably right about that. Um, we'll have to see how this develops. That's kind of the long arching F1 storyline, isn't it? Andretti, whatever they're trying to yeah. do. Spending money. Well, hey, I they're spending money over with uh, with NASCAR trying to be become Spire Empire. Spire Empire. That should be the name of the team. Spire Empire. That's cool. That is cool. That's actually. hard, no? Um, gay racing podcast and fantasy. Yes. I have to say, I got myself another Talladega win. How many Talladega wins do I have? I picked Kozlowski. You have several. Once. I Did I pick Kyle Busch earlier this year? I think I did. I think you did. <gasps> did I sweep yeah. Talladega? No way I swept Talladega. There's no way I that happened. I think you did, actually. Wait a minute. There's no way I that. swept Talladega. I'm looking right now. Gay Racing Park. Wait. No. What? Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. That was from last week. That was from last week. Sorry, I sounded so depressed. Wait, wait, wait. Kyle Busch gets second win. Fantasy, fantasy. It's... Oh, my God. Sorry. No, I picked... I picked Kozlowski? I picked Kozlowski earlier this year. Sorry. That took me so long. Oh. Yeah. I feel like, I feel, no, you picked Kyle Busch at, at Gateway? Uh, Fontana. Or Fontana and maybe Gateway? No, yeah. Maybe Gateway. I think it was Gateway. I think that's, I think those were your wins this year. So maybe not sweep with Talladega, but you do have your fair share of wins this I, year. Yes, well, but, you do too. And I yeah. needed it to get back somewhat in the game. <laughs> I'm seven points back. I have yeah. five races to go. It's there. I still got to get another win. I don't know if it's going to happen here at the Roval, but I, I have a guy picked out. And I'm, you know, if he can get me at least one point this weekend, I'll take it. It's one step closer. Puts me, you know, it puts me there. I'll take it. Um, I gotta do everything I can do. Zach, yeah. Before we make our picks, I'm gonna give you Slay of the Week because I'm very happy for you. You got Thank a win. You. you needed it. I stopped the bleeding. You slayed. I did Look slay. At you. Didn't I? Like I got 24th. I, like, I kind of flopped. Yeah. And that's kind of why I'm glad I didn't pick Bubba, because sometimes he just really lets me down. Yeah. He really just lets me down sometimes. But yeah, yeah, Blaney was a really good pick. So slay of the week to Zach. Thank but you. But now I'm gonna kick your ass again because we're going to a new track. It's the Roval. Are you ready to make your pick? I am. I have to get our fantasy doc. Like I remember that spreadsheet I had last year. I need to do that for this year. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. I do have my pick. I'm typing my pick. Yeah, I've typed it out. Are you ready? It's already typed out. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. I am picking Denny Hamlin, and Alex wow. is picking Tyler Reddick. So, yes, Tyler Reddick, he is... I get it. He's fast at the road courses. He's fast at the Roval. But guess what? 
Bro needs stage points. And that's why I did not pick him for the win. Because I don't think he can win the race. Wow. Okay. That's why I did not pick any of the playoff guys that are near the bubble. My options were Denny Hamlin. Because he really doesn't need points. I was looking at William Byron. And then I was looking at everyone that wasn't in the playoffs. And Denny Hamlin, I think th- he can at least get me like a point here. Because I think he's going to get a top five finish this weekend. So... There it is. Denny is a solid choice because, like you said, I think he just an easy top five. He could win. He could like, win. Why not? He's not that bad at road yeah. courses. He's up there in average finish. He's up there. He's not that bad. Because Reddick, like this is just like Reddick has to get really stage points. He's gonna have to forfeit track position. Yeah. So that's a great point, Zach. Yeah. Because Reddick might not even be trying to go for the win. That is a great point. Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> glad I thought of it because. I'm trying so hard right here. I need if Denny can get me a win. See, I'm not even expecting to get the win just because of that reason. It's going to be so hard to predict the winner yeah. for the Roval. Mm. But if he can get me a win somehow, some way, ooh, I am looking good. I am looking great. So, I like that pick. Yeah. Good pick Zach. Thank you. See, I knew we weren't going to tie right. for once. Yeah, you did say that in the break that yeah. we weren't going to tie. I was like, I'm so curious who you're picking. I would not have thought Denny. That's I probably should have just went with Reddick instead and just like took him from you, but I didn't want to do that. I really did want Hamlin. So, because mm. Denny probably would have been my second pick. So you would have screwed yourself oh, over. Oh, Jesus, good. Yeah. And I can't afford to do that. Better. Even though last week you tying yeah. me got me the win. So I'll take it. That's happened a yeah. lot this year. That's happened, that happens that's happened a lot. to me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we cancel each other out, I end up getting the win anyway. Be fun to watch. Fantasy is twenty seven to twenty, as Zach said, just a few races to go. It's an Apple review. No new one this week, but we do have one from June that we're gonna read. Um so if you want us to read your review, leave a five star review, a written review on Apple and we'll read it at the end of an episode. This week's is from Talk Shoe Host. And I have uh, I have reason to believe that this is a certain host from Pit Lane Parlay, a past guest on the podcast. He may have messaged me saying that he did this a few months ago. Uh, so Talk Shoe Host says, in all caps, quote, this is my favorite show, end quote. Uh, Thank you so much. This is my favorite show. That's how he said it, in all caps. Exactly. Yep, love that. Yeah. Pretty, I'm like 99% sure that's Mike Jokum. I so, think so. Thanks, it's Mike. giving Mike Jokum. It's <laughs> giving. It's it gi- you know what it's giving? It's giving Slay. Slay of the week? Yeah. Did we give out a single flop of the week? No. I gave you Slay of the week. Who gets flop of the week then? I feel like... Mm. Is it is it Matt Crafton? For hitting a 22-year-old? It- <laughs> I'm fine with that. All right, Matt Crafton, flop of the week. There you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. We need to keep a list of all the slays and flop, like for for official record purposes. Maybe next year we'll do that. We'll do like, that. Keep it like a, a separate document or something. Yeah. Keep track of all that. All right, but yeah, if you want us to read your review, as I said, leave a written five star review on Apple, and we'll read it. We would love more of those, so please do yes, that. Yes, we would. Yep. Um, but yeah, next week it's the Charlotte Roval and then what well, Petit Lamal is the week after that, isn't it? So mm-hmm. we're going to have Avery Hage on in like what, two episodes, two weeks. It's going to be fun. Yep. 
But next week, it'll be us again. Talk about the Roval, another elimination race. No idea what's going to happen. NBC is going to have the cameras working overtime, the split screen. They're going to have five screens on it somehow for some reason. I know. Yeah. Hopefully, the racing's good. Honestly, maybe we need rain. We might need rain because it's the next gen on road courses. It's not looking good. Might be the final Roval race because ovals are good again. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, you can follow us at Gay Racing Pod on all social media: X, Twitter, Threads, Instagram to keep up with the latest. Follow me and Alex's fantasy battle on Sunday. Um, on Sundays, you can follow me at Dreamy Zach GP. You can follow Alex at Newgaden. Um, Newgaden, Newgaden. Alex, you have a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, you've still been doing the grid. Um, the grid talk show. How's that been going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, still doing that. I've been on pretty much all the post race shows since jul- late July. So are they as yeah, funny as me? Having a lot of fun over there. It's more like a journalism setting okay, rather yeah, than I like just chit chatting. But yeah, a lot of fun over there on the grid network. Go check that out if you'd like. Um, also, regarding socials, I'm also on Blue Sky. So if any of y'all are on oh, Blue Sky, I'm in there. Oh, right. I'm not on Blue Sky yet. I'm not. I offered Zach an invite, and Zach's like, I don't even use Twitter. And I was like, fair point. Yo! Yo! I just won't use it. I don't it, I don't know. I'll get on there if people actually start moving over there. I just don't see it happening. But, yeah. All right. Well, we will see you guys next week to talk about the Roval. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Gay Racing Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.